the Milan Records soundtrack release of The Witcher by composer and award-winning pianist Sonia Belisova and acclaimed composer Jonah Ostinelli features music written by the duo for the popular Netflix fantasy series. Hello, this is Jonah and Sonia. Hi, Jonah and Sonia. Hi, Max. Thanks for making the time to do the podcast. Oh, thank you for having us. That's fantastic. BuzzFeed called The Witcher soundtrack a bona fide bop, and Esquire wrote that it was a low-key fantasy banger. Yes, correct. Nice to get that sort of recognition. It's absolutely unbelievable. All the hard work and all the long time passed in perfectioning the score and the songs. We wanted to make sure that it was something that the fans were going to love and have fun with it. wonderful to see that both fans and the critics have loved the song so much. It's just incredible. We received different covers from the fans, like, check out this cover, check out this cover. And these are covers ranging from something completely metal or hard rock to classical to something else in between. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Based on the best-selling novel by Andrzej Sapkowski, The Witcher made its season one debut last December and tells the story of a mutated monster hunter for hire. As a composer, how do you set out to capture this story in musical terms? When we started working on The Witcher, we knew right away that the soundtrack for this show had to be unique. The environment and all the creatures that live on this continent, they're all so unique and diverse. Just think about it. We have humans, we have witchers, we have different type of monsters from Bruxa to Striga, dragons, elves, dwarves. I mean, it's such a unique and diverse continent that we wanted to make sure that we're giving this diversity a proper representation in music. of different instruments from different countries. A lot of them were specifically crafted for the Witcher, many of which are period instruments. A lot of them came from Russia, from China, from Malaysia, uh, Europe, places like Hungary, Portugal. The United States. Some were crafted in the United States, like our hurdy-gurdy. And the goal was to sometimes use these instruments in their proper historical context. Like, for example, let's take a hurdy-gurdy. Initially, hurdy-gurdy was the instrument of medieval Europe, like 13th, 14th century, and initially it was used to accompany dances. So that's an example of the most proper historical use of the instrument. However, the goal was not only to use those instruments in the most historical context, but also try to find other new ways to use those instruments and make their sound much more contemporary. So we use hurdy-gurdy extensively in episode three. It's Just in episode three? <laughs> well, no, not just in episode 3, but in episode 3, to perform Geralt's scene during the epic Striga battle and Yennefer's transformation scene. A lot of effects, a lot of plugins, distortion, so it almost sounds like an electric guitar. 
which is a perfect example on how to transform the sound of an instrument. Fun fact, we have recorded a lot of brilliant artists, brilliant soloists and ensembles. But we calculated. Between Jonah and I, we performed and recorded 64 instruments on the soundtrack ourselves. Yeah, and we extended that to all these particular instruments that with very distinctive sonorities and instruments. really fun show, but it's not terribly straightforward as an adventure. Another important aspect of you know how to create the sonority in the soundscape for such interesting world like The Witcher, we decided early on that we needed to create, to craft uh, specific themes for characters. Like we had a specific theme for Geralt, one for Yennefer, one for Ciri and for Nilfgaard. And each one of them with very distinctive and sonorities and instruments. And I think that's also very important for a show like that. In fact, we wrote all these themes even before we started scoring to picture. over eight hours of music for the show. Mm -hmm. So I think for a show like that, it's very important to have a strong thematic development, strong themes, because there's just so much diversity in that continent, so much music. We started the show with reading the scripts. So our solution for this complexity was to tie everything together with themes. There are a lot of different creatures. Timelines. There are a lot of different timelines that are not always parallel. They kind of jump one into another. So yes, it is indeed complex. But that's why for us it was very important to create you know, recognizable, strong themes for each character, for Geralt, Ciri, Yennefer, and Nilfgaard. So that throughout all this complexity and these timelines, there is like a common thread that can glue everything together, which is the music and the themes. There's a lot of music in that show. So we have eight episodes. Every episode is one hour in length. Every episode features one hour of music that includes score, songs, and folk tunes and dances. So another thing that we were very cautious about is we wanted to make sure that this is not just, you know, any kind of music material, but all this music material is connected to songs and score.
track consists of folk tunes, dances, score material, the virtuoso collaborations. Absolutely. We were extremely lucky and extremely fortunate to work with such an array of beautiful and brilliant and talented artists and musicians. You think you're safe. So, who shall we start with? Let's start with Jenny Klein. Without a care. Jenny Klein is the writer and producer of episode two. She wrote the lyrics for the famous Toss a Coin to a Witcher song. It was fantastic. It was a very, very close collaboration. We closely worked here in our studio to perfect the song. Jenny would come in, you know, we would play her our version. We would work on the lyrics and then, you know, we'll continue perfecting the song. So that was a wonderful collaboration. I can just bring you all together like this. Unbelievable. Another great collaboration was with Declan DeBar, who is another writer and producer of the series. And that was very interesting because that happened completely spontaneously. When we first met Declan, he started out as a singer-songwriter, and we actually heard some of his songs on YouTube. So as soon as we heard him singing, we immediately just were like, wow, we need to have him singing on the soundtrack. We just need his voice because he has such a particular voice. It has a little bit of a strain very to deep. it. It's very deep. It has a brilliant and gorgeous ethnic color. And very emotional. to kind of get him in the studio but then when we were finally able to do it yeah magic just happened first we recorded a lot of vocal effects for different scenes in the soundtrack and in the show and then we were just here in the studio kind of like jamming around improvising i started playing something on a hurdy-gurdy and as i'm playing i'm just improvising i see declan taking out this little little notebook starting scrambling something and writing something down. I'm like, what is he doing? And as soon as I was done playing, he was done writing and... The song for the White Wolf was born. <laughs> the song of the White Wolf was born. Born of very very first song that we recorded which ended up being the song that ends the whole season season one it's the season finale song and then after that we did another two songs with Declan don't ever come back to Blaviken the song that ends episode one and the last rose of Sintra the song that ends episode five
and doom for long. That was such a beautiful collaboration and we're definitely hoping to do something, some more magic together again very, very soon. Then there was Lindsay. Lindsay Deutsch is a fantastic, virtuoso, world-class violinist. She performs with Yanni, a world musician. She's the rock violinist for his shows. We've been friends with Lindsay for a while now, and when we started working on The Witcher, we knew that that was the perfect opportunity to have Lindsay featured on the soundtrack. We recorded a lot of solos with her. She performed all the violin parts, she performed all the fiddles, some uh, electric violin stuff. She was phenomenal. And her parts were very difficult, like we would write the tavern music and send it to her at night, and then she would come in the day after, already know the music and rock it. And you know, we She just blew our mind with her musicality, yeah. with her passion. ability to learn and be able to play everything so fast and because the turnaround was so quick as Jonah said we had we would write the music it would be like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Los Angeles time and then she would come in next morning at 9 a.m. having those virtuosic complex parts absolutely 100% ready she has a lot of visual presence when she's recording, so she kind of dances around a lot, stomps to the music, grooves to the music, sometimes even jumps. So fun fact, we had to be very careful with our mic placements when recording Lindsay. But at the same time, she's just so passionate about the music. It's very hard to find a player like that, like yeah. Lindsay. She, yeah. She's one of a kind. Then we had Angier. We had Arngir Hauksen, a brilliant musician who we met when we were in London. So Arngir recorded all the lute parts for us. In fact, when we were there at the session, he brought a whole minivan of lutes. It was different types of lutes, different types of baroque guitars, different mandolins. Then he had this beautiful instrument that's called Fiorbo that I've never even seen in my life before. So it basically looks... It's a medieval bass guitar. Yeah, kind of like that. So it has a body of a lute, I guess, but it's huge. And then it has a fretboard of a double bass. So the whole instrument is the size of a double bass. Arangir just blew us away with his talents. We recorded him on many episodes performing all the lute parts. And all these parts were very virtuosic. So we knew right away that we needed someone very special, someone who, first of all, is incredibly skilled and virtuosic, but at the same time someone who's not afraid to kind of improvise and bring in his own personality into the music, and Arngir was just the right person. And no matter how much we push and we challenge him, he was always like, oh yeah, sure, and five seconds after, I was like, here it is. Yeah, we even asked him the impossible, which was to detune the instrument. Don't ever ask a player to detune his instrument, you're going to get in trouble. Especially medieval instruments. Especially medieval instruments, but he did that favor for us and he survived through that. And turned the, the instrument survived through the that. instrument survived iron gear survived we survived Another brilliant musician with whom we collaborated was Rodion Bilusov. Who 
who performed all the oboe and duduk parts. It's Rodion's oboe that performs Yennefer's theme throughout the whole season in its various forms and shapes and modifications. And then he also performed all the duduk parts, especially in episode 6, as part of the dragon theme. That was brilliant. Rodion is a wonderful musician. His oboe is so nuanced, its tone is so warm and so kind of silky that we also knew right away that it was a perfect opportunity for us to record Rodion. The next musician is Brock Bezier, a great friend of ours. Brock used to be the principal flutist of the Istanbul Ballet. We've collaborated already for many years with Brock. Our previous collaboration was on our soundtrack for the Romanovs. And Brock recorded all the Penny Whistles parts for us. Especially, um, the song in episode 5, it's the track on the soundtrack that's called They're Alive. It's the moment when Jennifer and Geralt are making out. So that famous Penny Whistle solo belongs to Brad. the soundtrack of course is the hit Joey Beatty toss a coin to your witcher when a humble our work with Joey was very very special it was very interesting how we got introduced because uh, we read the script so we knew that there were going to be songs we were very much looking forward to meeting the actor who was going to perform the role of Jaskier because, I mean, you never know how it's going to end up. You know, we were not a part of the casting process. So we were first, maybe I would say a tad a little bit scared to see, you know, how this is going to turn out. Well, because, you know, depending on the capabilities of the performer, you're going to write the song accordingly. So you always hope for an actor who's well-versed, he's comfortable singing. And we knew right away that Jaskier, like, singing was a very important part for his personality, so we were very much hoping for the type of actor who is solid and comfortable with that, with the music part and singing and performing. And then they sent us the audition tape of Joey. And when Joey auditioned, he actually brought a lute and he sang and he performed on the lute. So as soon as we saw that audition tape, we were like, wow, this is going to be just 100% what we were looking for. This is going to be great. So we wrote uh, four songs for Jaskier. There are two songs that happen in episode two. This is You Think You're Safe, that introduces us to the character of Jaskier. Then Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, which ends the episode. 
Then there is a song in episode 4, which is The Fishmonger's Daughter. Oh, fishmonger, oh, fishmonger, come quell your daughter's hunger to pull on my horn as it rises in the morn. For tis not but bad luck to walk where the fuck lets your grandkid be born. A hairy young fawn bleeding and baying all day. And the song in episode 6, which is Her Sweet Keys. The fairer sex, they often call it. But her love's as unfair as a crook. It steals all my reason, commits every treason of logic with naught but a look. A storm raging on the horizon of longing and heartache and lust. She's always bad news, it's always lose-lose So tell me love, tell me love, how is that just? But the story is... That was actually one of the first music pieces that we wrote for the show. We wrote them back in October 2018. And for every song, we wrote between, I think, five to seven versions, right? Yes, correct. And the reason for that is we wanted to make sure that we are presenting all the producers and studio executives with the kind of most versatile approach. With, with a wide spectrum. Of. With a wide spectrum of different versions, ranging from something very medieval to something very contemporary, in order for us to find the right sound and the right balance and the right kind of personality, right musical personality for the character. We still quite actually. That was, I think, one of the first versions that we wrote. It was version three or four. It was version three or four. And when we wrote it, we were immediately like, yeah, we love it. Don't you remember, Jonah? I think you were telling me that you were going to a yoga class. Yeah, I couldn't, you know, it's always a really good test when you get it stuck in your head and you cannot get it out. And for example, I would go to yoga and, you know, you're there trying to relax and all you can do is keep whistling the song over and over. So for us, we couldn't get it out of our head for a very, you know, still now. So we were totally very happy that when, you know, it got released and the public too couldn't get it out of our head. So we weren't the only suffering people. So yeah, we wrote the song, it was October 2018, mm -hmm. and it went through a long, long process because the reason why it needed to be written so early is that they needed the song for the shoot. And then we reconnected again in July. In fact, it was 4th of July that we had to go to London, to UK. Uh, and this is the first time when we met with Joey in person. And this is when we actually recorded the song. Joey actually got sick right on that date. So we had to bring him a lot of honey, a lot of tea, a lot of lemon and more tea and more tea and more tea to keep warming up the vocal cords and he was a super trooper he did a brilliant job just ended up being perfect he's very versatile he gave us exactly the material we were looking for he gave us a lot of different takes all ranging you know in kind of how emotional how artistic how music theater they are so yeah we've got a lot of great material and joey is just the rock star just like just curious show there is where you know you as a composer have such an unlimited creativity to write not only score but also songs folk tunes and dances this is so awesome creatively and we're just so grateful for the opportunity
Sonia Belisova and Jonah Ostinelli, congratulations on The Witcher Season 1 soundtrack. It's really a great piece of work. Thank you very much for coming on with us to discuss it. Thank you so much, Max. Really enjoyed it. It was, it was a wonderful time. Thanks, Max. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much.